man, Sunday afternoons are pretty pretty cool time to be catching up, in my opinion. Got my it coffee is here. Very relaxed. Oh. Got my tea. Ooh, but oh, but turn my microphone down. I'm a little. You've got tea. I've got coffee. Are you not? Yeah, baby. Are you into tea at the moment? Oh, I'm loving tea. Loving tea. Tea too. Stealing all my money. Yeah, I've got my um. I think this is French Earl Grey. <laughs> that sounds super <laughs> a little too fancy. sophisticated. Super no, I've been drinking a lot of green tea actually, but um, got my French Earl Grey today. What have you got on the menu? I just brewed a. V60, just a nice little pour over. Been loving the filter No clue coffee. what that is, but uh, it sounds, sounds fast, bro. sounds like a... <laughs> is it faster than a V8? I might have to <laughs> show you. I don't know if we'll be able to bring it, but when we come up to Rocky in, in the next week, I might have to bring some filter gear. Get you to taste. Yeah, yeah. See it's looking think. it's looking pretty... pretty um, like a pretty small drink you got there. What, what, so what? It's a cold, cold. What do you call it? A hot. Uh, what the heck is it? A what brew? So a V60. It's just the method of brewing. So yeah, it's filtered coffee. But V60 is the is the is the tool that we use. There's like other ones, Aeropress. There's some other ones that I use. But it's a small glass. But yeah, you can't see this because no video. But Ooh. this is the jug, and then there's a big thing that goes on top. That's the V60. And yeah, helps okay. To drip the coffee down, and you have all sorts of recipes, and and then that's how you know you're a coffee snob, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's tea snobs out there that look at things like tea too and are like, yeah, nah. <laughs> In the same way that instant coffee, I have no clue. You've gotten into but tea over the, the last. The branding is years, strong with you? tea too. Yeah. Yeah, I lost. I was losing my voice back at Live Out Loud time. And um, started getting into green teas then because I kept Googling things and everyone's like, take green tea. It's pretty nice for the throat. And I discovered that with a bit of honey, it's uh, nice for every day. So I've been getting into, well, I've, nah, I've been just getting sucked into the tea too marketing, to be honest. <laughs> but no, it actually tastes really good. So my daily ritual is make some green tea in the morning. And um, that's how I start my day off. So it's good. Part of the, the um, morning ritual. So it's actually Makes quite healthy. You've actually made it a fairly healthy choice, I think. Yeah, well, that too, because I was—I remember I used to make like uh, the uh, the instant coffee. So don't flame me, boys. Um, but I used to make <laughs> instant coffee a lot, and um, yeah, I don't know, having it every morning with like milk and stuff just felt a little bit. I don't know. It feels healthier having green tea for sure. I don't know. I guess it's because of the the milk and all that. Um, if I'm making like a coffee, but just a little bit of honey and a little bit of green tea ain't hurt nobody. No. Jade, I, Jade I Mountain I, is the flavor from T2. So uh, shout out to T2.com. Actually, I have no clue. The website's something different, but Jade Mountain is the uh, green tea flavor if you're interested with sounds, a little bit of honey. Oh, no, wait, refreshing. sorry. Not, <laughs> what I'm drinking right now is French Earl Grey, but <laughs> my daily driver is um, Jade Mountain. Branching out. Hey, I just literally got mm. a message on my phone from a mate who is who is aware of the podcast recording happening right now. And he says, oh, cool, cool, and cool, I cool. quote, it says this, Oi, ask your bro on the pod what his favorite coffee is. My favorite coffee? Uh, Hutton Street Coffee Go, located at uh, Hutton Street, uh, <laughs> French Hill, Rockhampton. Brewed by yours, uh, yours truly, Timothy Law. Well, what is it that so, Tim uh, actually brews? What does he make you? 
Oh, he makes me a chai latte with a sprinkle of love on the side. So, uh, very nice to start the, no, I've only had it once, but, um, it was really nice. And it's, I reckon like when it's, when something's homemade, I don't know, it just tastes better too. And when it's done well, okay. <laughs> if it's homemade, doesn't make it any good. Cause I make a lot of homemade, uh, instant coffees, but it tastes like rubbish. But, um, when it's done by someone, when it's done by the master, Tim Law, he, nah, he, he does a real good one. It was really good. Excellent really nice. videographer. Excellent coffee maker. But wait, what does he make you? What coffee does he actually make you? Oh, I've, I've dropped in once and he made, I think he's dropped a cu- one or two to the office as well. But I remember having a chai latte, which was beautiful. So shout out to Tim Lu at Hutton Street Coffee Co. Um, and Deja Vu Photo and Film. Yeah. I'm actually Thanks, not Tim. even sure that that's a coffee, but fair enough. <laughs> Am I about to get roasted by the coffee snobs? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> forgive me. Uh, Father, forgive them for uh, he knows not what he drinks. It's too <laughs> funny, man. Too funny. Yeah, but sorry, man, boys. It's all right. I think we've spent about five minutes talking about tea and coffee, which is really cool. But how's the rest of your week been? And what's been happening since the last pod? When was the last pod? It was, was it last weekend? Oh, I can't remember anymore. It was, was it two weeks ago. It was like a Tuesday night. It was when I Ooh, first picked up the roadcaster and thought, ah, oh, let's give this a shot. So yeah, yeah we were late talking Tuesday about just night. giving Yeah, just just going for it. Um since then, had a really good week. Um had a work experience student, which was awesome. Um yeah, yeah it was a fantastic week doing doing that um leading a work experience student. And then we had Battle of the Bands with yes. um the LCS crew. And we landed a first place, baby. So uh, that was awesome. good. That was good. And um, the whole journey towards that was really exciting for the team and for myself to to witness um, just the hard work that they put in and the amount of time that they spent as well as just the good attitudes. I, I, I summed it up on an Instagram story I posted. It was like hard work and humble hearts. And that's really what those that crew had a, and I think that's what netted them the victory was yes, congratulations. a lot of hard work and, um, yeah, they put God first, even in the, um, Gracie was introducing her original mm. and that was my favorite part of the night when she was introducing it. And she talked about, um, through the highs and the lows, I'm glad she said something like, um, I, I'm, I was so glad that I have had a God cause she was talking about, um, Alice's liver transplant. Yeah, wow. And she said, um, I'm just so glad that I have a God that I can hold on to. And yeah, it was it was awesome. Like at that point, the crowd kind of went off and was cheering her on. So it was beautiful, like seeing the name of God lifted high in, in the uh, public square. And big ups to them. Uh, I think someone was, um, there was someone that um, was from another faith community um, mm-hmm. sitting next to Mrs. Harp. And as soon as Gracie said that, turned to Mrs. Harp and said, Yep, they're gonna win it. They once you get once you've um given God the glory, <laughs> there you go. Can I just say the um, win comes? I feel like this is this is possibly one of the first things we'll might might end up jumping straight into as a to unpack as a topic. But uh, you know, it's really interesting because there's a combination of a lot of things, right? It's a for anyone listening and you don't know. So the school at Lighthouse uh, in Rocky, I was a part of the actual stuff from 2016 actually 2016 you were part of to leading the first band yeah the first ever battle of the bands band yeah 100 <laughs> and you took him to the first placing 
Uh, oh, not, not first place, but first. Yeah, the first time they the went, third place. they went yeah. in, and I, like, this is one of those lessons, right? Where I guess you could get real deep about it. But when we, when I first started, and there was a new principal as well, who is absolutely amazing. There, the school was, I guess, for lack of better words, it was. Um, I don't have any other words, but it was quite a lesser known, less uh, within the community. If you thought of different schools, it was one that didn't really have that bigger reputation and I suppose with a lot of I guess a combination of of excellence within leadership and very intentional work intentional um, culture building intentional strategy and and all of the things and a lot of hard work and a lot of prayer a lot of God in the center what's it now seven years six or seven years since um, I first started there and now not only has the school over doubled the original population, I think we're probably coming to tripling the first um, t- time when the, the student population, but now the reputation yeah. of the school within so many different areas has just grown and shifted. And Battle of the Bands is one of those things that kind of just, I guess, has really shown has really shown fruit of that. I think I, it's it's one of the things that the school does in a in the wider community, and. The first year we we did it, we didn't win. Um, I don't even remember if we got a placing. We landed really third. Remember if we did? Oh yeah, we got a third. We landed placing. the third. Yeah. Yeah, and it was such a great experience, um, and it was just a start. I really felt like even back then it was a start of the praise and worship culture getting developed, the arts culture getting developed, and eventually to now where what's that? The second year in a row that they yeah second they first place won. in a row, first place last year, first place this year. I just think it's um, so cool. Like it's yeah, not obviously it's, cool. it's excellent. Yeah, not not just for the accolade's sake, but to actually show firstly that it's incredible what can happen when when like an organization like a Christian school actually puts God at the center and and then goes for it and then steps into and then all these people that you you know don't even know had things to do with the development of the kids and the culture and the skills, the actual actual excellence in what mm. they're doing now. I think that's just, it just shows, right? Like you couldn't, it's not overnight, right? It's a seven year overnight success or even longer. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. And for a lot of these, a lot of the band members, it's the same for them. Eh? Like I've seen, I remember it was what, a couple of years back <coughs> that um, a couple of them were in the band, the band in 2019, I think. And even back then it was like their first ever year, just like ever performing and playing their instrument. And they were tight then, but like even to now, a couple of years down the road, they are just, they're just getting tighter and tighter. And I guess coming from two years ago, they've gotten better as they've put more work in, more time. They've glued together some of the band members who are still um, performing together and it's just made them sharper. And like you said, that overnight success is like, it's not an overnight success. It's, it's time, it's years. And they've all been sharpening their skill set and all been playing more and more and yeah two years two years on and they just put a stellar performance um at the pill beam with yeah and like that's what i love about it is they performed their task but they weren't um they weren't prideful about it in yeah. any way like there was a lot of humility that went into it pre pre um performance during the performance and even after the performance i wasn't on the bus ride home but um, I had I drove my own car back to the 
um, to bring instruments and such back and un- unpack. But on the bus ride home, apparently they spent the entire trip one by one, just praying and thanking God for the journey and for the victory. So even things like that, like God's going to just keep taking them further and further. So exciting times, exciting times. I'm so excited for them. Me too, man. And I've seen, I've seen the, I want to call them kids, but you know, they're young, becoming young adults now. I've seen them journey like through the years from being in primary school to stepping into what they're doing now and, and seeing things that you didn't even know the talents that existed that do exist, but also just the beauty of not even be, I'm not even there like physically, but I just see and hear and obviously from yourself and others just to see how the result of putting God in the center first and foremost, yeah, centering all around that. But then also, yeah, like for me, I just admire the consistency and admire the, the culture that has been built. I guess like the, the verse from Proverbs 22 comes back to mind, you know, do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before Kings. They will not, serve. you know, it's like, yes, it's yeah it's like also where yes you can you can be you can have a great idea <laughs> it comes back to that yes you can have mm. a great idea for something um you can have all the most the best intention but they also put their hand to the plow and, and a lot of people have too and it's given it's starting to give yeah. i don't want to use the word yeah not not the word leverage is not the word it's the word influence the the influence within the community that now what i'm what i'm most proud of i suppose is apart from that is that it's giving them a platform of influence and mm. I'm excited to see where that can build, you know, within the wider community. Yeah. And that, I like what you said there. It really is like the more that you get better at something, your influence does expand. And I like that these guys are on that trajectory. They've just gotten better and better. And when you're good at something, like you said in that verse, it opens more and more doors. So, for them, I'm just so excited for the future because they're just going to keep opening doors. It's a, it's a, um, it's a principle of life. You get better, you get more influence. Then how how you use that influence, um, I guess determines what sort of a legacy you leave. And I like the trajectory that they're heading on because I know with the with more influence, with more talent, more gifting, more more empowering of that gift and more cultivating of it, I know that their hearts are in such a good place that. That influence is going to be good, used for good. So um, I am just so, so, so stinking excited for the future. Just going to keep, keep being involved with their journeys as much as I can because, man, what a journey it's going to be. What yeah. a journey. And they've only just started. So props and shout out to uh, Wild New World. Thanks for letting me be a part of the journey. What a cool name, Wild New World. How did that one come, out, come about? I can't remember the exact... Um, People were shooting out ideas. I was there. Um, it was one of the rehearsals I had to take on. So I was leading one of the two-hour rehearsals. And then around the midway point, we were all taking a break. And then they all wanted to discuss the band name because it was a different band name that they were going for, but they weren't happy with it. And some people were shooting out ideas. And then as soon as something, as soon as Wild landed, I was like, oh, let's stick with that, stick with that. And then someone else shouted out. It was like over the course of the next two minutes, they were just spitting out things. And then someone said New World. And then so... Um, it's their, their, their names, but I kind of help piece it together. I'm like, Oh, what about that? New world, wild, new world. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's my, that's my piece to piece to the puzzle, piece to the puzzle. I help piece the puzzle. I help piece the, puzzle, piece the puzzle for the name there. So I feel, I feel privileged to be part of the uh, naming process. Yeah. It's almost, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it, whether it's super symbolic or, or, or prophetic where, it kind of feels like this there, like 
they're already a new generation setting up, yeah. setting it up, that it is kind yeah. of a wild new world in, in a cool way where I'm, yeah, it, it, they're going to honestly un, uncharted territory with what's, what's happening within um, the, like the, the, the school, uh, I guess the broader school creative culture in Rockhampton. Like, I think it's super cool. Mm. Like I really feel that um, there's a lot of leading the way happening with some of the stuff I'm seeing and, and not just about, not about pushing forward yourself, but they, they, you know, you lift the lid, and everyone gets better. Mm. What is it? A rising tide yeah. lifts all ships. If 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 a, a whole school around Rockhampton community watches God honoring kids push the creativity and push the culture and get inspired by that, like how awesome! Like how much you know? How much yeah. potential does that actually have within a whole, like, you know, region? Yeah, they really they really are locally pushing the boundaries with with especially within school creative arts mm, you, you're exactly. totally on the ball there um the reputation and the the um the standing that they have in the community with that quality of the video that they put out and then the musicianship the creative influence of the school is just yeah it's on another level and i'm proud of them and i'm excited very excited me too and you said you also had a work experience student some other yeah um, things happening. It was it was awesome having this work ex- work um what is it sorry stumbling on my words this year ten work experience student <laughs> through the week um a lot of great opportunities and that's the thing like just within the school even for the student like the amount of talent that is there and I love I love get, getting to do what I get to do and I love pouring into the the new the next generation which is I guess for myself whoever is. Um, younger than myself, uh, I consider as the next generation following me. And so I have a responsibility to those who are coming behind to set up something for them to to win, setting up a, a platform for them to win. So for this year 10 ex- uh, work experience student, I'm just the, I spent a lot of the week just um, honestly blown away by the talent and trying to think in my head of like, what how can how can i best cater and set them up for post work experience so um had a lot of good talks with um the parent of the student and really want to just give an opportunity for continued within my role a continued um support continued um opportunities yeah. and i just want to keep bolstering all of these communities with that I'm that I have I guess personal influence and um, ownership around and, and continue to set more and more people up to win because that's I guess that's how you you shift a, a culture that's how you shift a community that's how you make um, waves you can only yeah. do so much on your own but I'm seeing so much and I want a legacy to be um, I want them to have a legacy, you know? I want to be a part of their legacy and I want them to continue. Just this legacy of, I guess, within my calling that I see is for creatives and I, I'm excited to see them continue this legacy of building a super um, strong, growing leadership mindset, mm. um, creative ministries and creative um, creative space and creative... I just want to make an awesome creative culture where where I'm at, you know, and I'm excited to see all of these people and this work experience student be a part of it. So there's 
yeah, I, I, I totally lost um, track of your question to start with, but kind of went on a tangent there to kind of just sum it up and say that tying back to even the Battle of the Bands, the future is so bright and I'm just so, so excited for um the creative ministries and culture of the Lighthouse community. There's think, a lot of... I, I don't think that you're... I don't think that there's anything wrong with your um, the way that you're talking about it because, in fact, I feel like this might be the focus of our, our podcast as a whole is just about creativity and there was some because there was something on a phone call we, we were on yesterday, you mentioned something to me and it's kind of been sitting in the back of my head where you said that what... I don't want to phrase it wrong. You said something along the lines of in any through history, anything or anyone who's led, was it arts... Yeah, uh, something else basically has I shifted can, the culture. So you feel free to fill yeah. in the blanks where I missed it. But so it's been a big driving thought uh, personally, and then for I guess there's two things I was talking to you about it that I see is um, purpose. There's individual purpose, and then um, collective purpose, which I referenced to you from I think it was um, it was a Ben Shapiro book. Let me let me Google it because I want to make sure people want to read it it's it's fantastic and he talks about individual yeah. um, purpose i did make the um, note in my notes when you when i should put a on my soundboard here i should put a whole like music it. sound yeah sound yeah effect, yeah or like an elevator oh, yeah, music because so, <laughs> i don't have yeah that would be just, mad that would be mad. i'll try this now the book on. was the the book was the uh the right side of history um how reason and moral made the uh, moral purpose made the West great. So it's a left-leaning book, but um, sorry, not a left-leaning, a right-leaning book. <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> a like, lot of great thoughts on um, just the principles on which the West was established. But yeah, he talks about individual and collective purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And so for myself, I look at my purpose for my life and my calling, and I see it very much aligning with creative, creative creativity and creatives. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was a conversation I had with someone um, in leadership a couple months ago that talked about the three things that sh- that shape a culture and shape a f- the philosophy of any demographic. So, a city, yeah. a country. You look at any movement. Yep. These are the three things. Whoever dominates the art, literature, and music um, shapes and controls the philosophy of that. I love it, man. Demographic. That's, yeah. That's so. so my calling, I believe, is to this, to, in a Christ-centered way, um, make waves and not not settle and actually go out and be a dominating force in um, locally yeah, and globally is my vision, you know? And so if you can, if you can tackle those three things as a creative, I guess as a, as there's many things within creativity, but for myself as a creative leader, I want to lead the way in dominating these three spaces, the art, literature, and music. And if we can get there, you know, and how we have things that we believe are worth highlighting with our creativity, which for us as a church is the good news and, and all the things that come with it, the the love, the unity, the support, the um, all the good things that come from a local church and Christ at the center. So I believe that's what 
if I can get the arts, literature, and music to a standard that is so high that, just like you said, see a man diligent in his business, he'll stand before kings, like that sort of principle where you are just so good at what you do, you dominate that that industry um, so that they can't ignore the message you have. And the message, which I believe we are called to as a church and as a creative team expanding through through our community is to highlight the good news show the um beauty of the local church because it it's the it's the hope of humanity you know is what i yeah. believe so i'm passionate about being a hope publisher and really dominating these three things um from where i can in the position of influence that i have and i have big vision hey and i'm the next the next uh season ahead in the next um couple of years five to ten years i reckon hey, there'll be some amazing things that i see in store for many many different things within my sphere of influence and i'm just so excited for the road ahead not going to be easy um a lot of hard work as with anything man a lot of hard work a lot of prayer intentionality yeah leadership um values establishing so many different things but man i can't wait to look back at this conversation in a couple of years time and see where god's taken us yeah. and those three things, man, arts, literature, and music, gonna gonna run at it with everything that we have, man. So, I haven't read out. the book that you referenced there, and so I'm I'm curious to know, like it sounds like a great thing in theory. So I want to understand from what you've read and how you see it play out. Like, how does a culture get shifted by someone who is in your words, dominating or who leads the way in art, literature, and music. Like, I'm trying to understand that even now. Like, what have you seen? What have you read? Well, even if, I mean, you look at, uh, you look at the States, <laughs> um, Hollywood controls the arts, literature, and the music, very left-leaning. Right. Um, and you look at the culture and the political choices that are happening in the West now, um, because of arts, literature, and music, uh, Hollywood, celebrity culture, all those things, uh, influencing um, the minds of the the young, oh, bro, from anyone who who's anyone. within the sphere of their influence, bro, which yeah. is heavily the young, because a lot of social media gets Hollywood and um, celebrity influence. But all the way through, I mean, television, all those things are broadcast systems for the message of these um these individuals. And so, yeah, even looking at the states, you look at where the country is moving, and you look at where where um, society and um, choices politically are moving. And it's, you can't deny it. It's not, yeah. it's not a right-leaning country um, at this point. Um, anyway, not, 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 well, I don't know, but what, what, what's perceived and what you see um, through the media is definitely a very heavy left-leaning movement. Um, and hey, like that's part of, I guess, the culture that's been set there. And so, by them dominating those three things, you see, I guess, the results and you see it play out in culture. So that that's one one example that um, yeah. comes to my mind. So it's interesting. I'm actually processing this as we're chatting because we haven't talked about this topic before. But you're saying... I don't want to get, I, I totally don't wanna get too political. Eh? <laughs> uh, hey, what was that? Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. Continue, continue, continue. It was more where my, where my head's at, and what I'm thinking about is, I guess you're right. Like, I can see there's certain there's certain 
groups and organizations that are currently within the Christian community, like like Hillsong's Elevation, um, mm. you know, Maverick City, a few big names that are and, and other ones that have made waves in their own right and and are starting to cut through. I, I suppose the word is almost disrupting rather than dominating at this stage. It's still like a, an overall disruption in terms of how overwhelmingly secular the arts is and the influence mm. that flows into it. So I, I get you. It's one of the, I, I see where you're coming from, where we just got to continue to add add voice to to the the, the God, you know, to, to the God factor within this these art, literature, music spheres. And rather than going... Uh, it's so big. I can't imagine being like if you feel someone. I suppose that has a gift in songwriting or, or writing lyrics, poetry, art. Uh, rather than going, it's just too hard. No one's going to look at it. It's it's like adding, adding to the voice, adding to the greater yeah. voice within the world. That's the kind of the picture that's going through my mind. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, and when enough people rally around something, you you can't ignore it, yeah. and that's the kind of thing that. That's the kind of thing that I, I like. I want to personally be a part of. Uh, part of building is a disruptive movement that is that not disruptive, but you know, a, a movement that you can't ignore. A a, a group of um, passionate individuals collectively that you can't ignore. Yeah, and I'm pretty. I think we have a pretty awesome message to share. So I, I want to. I don't want to live life um, without risk and so these are risks that i'm willing to take to get the get the greater good out there yeah the i guess news. the reason i said disruptive is because it really is countercultural to the everything mm. like to 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 be saying to be coming from a christian perspective in general is just seemingly countercultural to the world yeah. at this point and that's why i said i guess the word disruptive wasn't to yeah. be aff- i, I mean, love the freedoms the that we have in countries like australia but, too man like yeah there's the fact that everyone has <laughs> everyone has a voice regardless of if you're christian or not like it's the beauty of um a country where the speech isn't too limited and so man like if there's things you want to stand up for go for your life and, and go for it um, I think the principles that the that countries like Australia were founded on these freedoms and these rights. That's why I'm kind of. Yeah. I, I don't want to take it too political, but I'm I'm glad that we have these freedoms. Hey, to really just voice what we believe um, is important, and yeah, I don't want to get too too much into that. <laughs> but, <laughs> I want to keep this a a light a light conversation. You know, I don't want to get too. <laughs> Too much into since politics. when have our conversations ever been light? When you I don't think we've ever talked politics, but I, I, I want to avoid it. <laughs> it's just fair too enough. Late. Fair enough. I'll yeah. uh, I'll add a sound effect here. Uh. <laughs> Let's go back to talking tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I guess I'm just really fascinated because, like, okay, I'm gonna come from a really random angle because I think a lot of our our thought process here is about as we are both creatives. We are both mm. creatively inclined in terms of art, artistic, in that sense, creative. Yeah. But if someone was listening to this podcast and you know, like, they don't have in their in their mind, they don't have a creative bone in their body, or like, I guess I don't want to try and alienate the conversation to kind of go, you you have nothing to contribute. Like, what is yeah. <laughs> 
let me actually throw it the other. I don't know where this is actually heading, but I'm going to throw it the other way. Part of the reason that I, and there's a bit of, bit of vulnerability on my part, but part of the reason that it took me so long to step into a creative, a true understanding that I was made to be creative in that sense was that because I felt like I had no value. I felt like, what am I contributing to the world? Like, here was where I, here's where I came at, where I thought about it from these these perspectives, right? Like, like let's say the, they had to fly, like Elon Musk or whoever, started a new colon, colony or the earth had to be restarted. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. so who would you who would you take with you to build this new colony? And it's like, uh, would you take a graphic designer? Would you take, you know what I mean? Like you take a doctor, you yeah. take this person. So for the longest time, it was actually a, a big yeah. barrier mentally to me actually feeling like I was, I was have had any real value to contribute. And since yeah, then, yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying I feel that now because since then I've I've learned and understood. In fact, getting real real deep about it, I found a scripture in, in Genesis that actually from the beginning there was near the beginning there was uh, one branch in the genealogy where they mentioned three different. I can't remember who it was. Three different um, lines, and then one of them was musicians anyways so that's that kind of yeah. made me go oh my goodness like even from the foundation it was so critical but for people who felt feel like either either feel like they have nothing to, to offer as a creative like value to the world or people who feel like they don't have any creativity in their body like <laughs> this is probably mm. not even one question like what have, have you have you met with anyone who's been struggling with either oh, side yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the of the equation and what have you kind of yeah. heard and what conversations have you had? Well, it's a similar thought, eh? Like people, I don't know what it is about that, eh? Like I guess because you don't see like numbers on 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 screens. You don't see like numerical things as much maybe through creative work. So you disregard it as something that's important. Um, so yeah, I've had conversations with plenty. Uh, well, I won't say plenty, but I've had conversations with numerous people that have being like is it actually i could be yeah. doing something else with my life you know i could be saving lives i could be yes um, exactly a doctor. i could be like all these things because it's more valuable for humanity yep and i and, it, and i guess it's it's something that everyone's got to discover for themselves but what i say to that and what i've talked when i talk with people mm. is the reality is art saves lives man like art saves lives and there's there's so much that a video can do to uh to impact people that's why like you look at you look at even the thing that i said whoever controls the arts literature and music controls the philosophy and philosophy can either be destructive or it can be life bringing wow and so i mean there's pieces of art there's videos there's movies there's documentaries that um that share viewpoints and philosophies that people believe are life bringing and so they make documentaries about it and then um, a world culture can shift. I mean, I remember there was the whole um, Coney 2012 and things like that where um, videos came out and entire nations were like all eyes on that thing. Um, so never disregard the power of, of art. And then, I mean, music, like the amount of times each in, no one has gone through life without painful moments where they haven't resorted to music as like a, True. as a place to find solace and it saves lives, man. Like uh, the amount of testimonies I've read through different songs that I've that I've listened to, some really raw songs, and even some songs that you wouldn't think would be so impactful. You read the testimonies that people say, 
and it's like your song saved my life like your song changed my my thinking and that's the thing if you can change someone's thoughts you can change their life and that's what art does art impacts people to the very soul because it gets a hold of their thought life and puts something that is either death or life in there and um if you can use art to inspire and bring life back into someone your art saves lives so i I'm very passionate about creativity because especially in a generation like this where it's very digital savvy and there's a lot of, and on digital, there's, it's just like the perfect time for creativity. Like this is a generation and a, um, an age of creativity where you have TikTokers, you have YouTubers, you have, um, I mean, Vine's gone, but you got all these (laughs) platforms where the main ingredient for success is creativity. Yeah, and then you see all these things play out through that of like art, literature, and music, just changing the philosophy. And so, yeah, if you can if you can use art to um, make a difference, to sell a business, uh, sell a brand, to um, which you do, like you use your videos as um, at Brown Fox Media House to tell stories of businesses who are who are impacting their community and providing services that help people's livelihoods and help people live better quality lives because their business answers a problem. It answers a, yep. a problem in, in society and your videos tell those stories. So yeah, like there's a Casting Crown song that talks about um, those things like the dancers needed the soldiers and the soldiers found their, their will. It was like <laughs> That's the, a the soldiers song. needed the poets and the poets needed the, like everyone needs each other. And so I think there's a place for creativity and art that is, actually so necessary in this generation as is any sphere of influence as is any any arena but um the one that i believe that i'm called to and it seems you're called to and that's why we're talking about it is creativity so that's a long-winded answer again i gotta catch myself on these eh? that was like a four minute response <laughs> don't count the but time, hopefully man. that explains my thoughts behind that don't count the yeah. time man I'm, if people can't see this visually but i'm i'm blowing um, cause Josh has just, um, just been spitting fire and I feel like <laughs> that was, all ba- that was amazing. Well, like even uh, to be honest, bro, like part of the, <laughs> part of what was going through my mind just then is like, you just turned 24 for the people who don't know. I'm like, when I was 24, <laughs> I did not have thoughts like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, thing. Like I've had good people in my life, like yourself, who really just stirred me towards like getting good at things, which leads to so many different things. So you just put the right people in your life and be the right person for someone else and man like i'm seeing people in our creative team at church who are way younger than me and just their conversation and their thought processes are way ahead where i was at that age and so i'm just like the next generations are just gonna be stronger and stronger but i guess yeah it is for myself out of the abundance of the heart i guess it all flows so that's where (laughs) i've just loved all i've loved creativity and all this sort of thing so much for so long that i guess when i talk about it I get carried away. <laughs> it's great, man. Because uh, yeah, like like you were talking about, I I never even thought about it in the phrasing of art saves lives. I think that was so strong, like such a strong statement. That hey, I'm going to trademark that one. I'm taking that one, boys. Dude, that's it's, mine. <laughs> I feel like that's a shirt. That's a brand. Just in and of itself. Yeah. I never thought of it. Like it sounds super airy fairy to think that art saves lives but when you actually put break it down and go no when you when you go through anything that humans are emotional beings humans have look souls at, um, and look the at, thing look that at that logan music, paul yeah for example when he went through that um the, you know the suicide force yep. drama yep and then he 
uh, after that, like I like how he's kind of matured a little bit over. <laughs> he's yeah. he's a wild guy, but um, even after that, he did like a whole video on um, be here tomorrow, and like that one, that one, like what a redemption arc for himself to be like slowly, um, I guess trying to make an impact. And that video was a video all about suicide and being here tomorrow, and like those sorts of videos, man, they literally save lives. So, art art saves lives, people. When it speaks to yeah, because like I was saying, it it, it speaks to your soul, and I, you, I, for for a long time, and honestly, if I'm being honest, even now when I have my own questions about the validity of what I do, it really is. I I, yeah, have never really put it into that perspective that that people are emotional beings. That art has value not just in shifting culture and whatnot, but just as people that we express our emotions and we actually need. We, we typically find our, our solace in, in the songs or in books or in literature, in art, movies. And um, I feel like if I had caught that a lot earlier, it would have helped me to find more value in what I did a lot a lot earlier. In fact, it's not just art saves lives. It's art saves um, wasting your life. <laughs> it's like, I, Ooh, nice. I think that's, um, that was super powerful. And I guess... Like, I just changed too, my Instagram bio now. So I can claim that one. Oh, so. he's he's yeah, he's actively Heart changing it. So if anyone hears this, you've heard it <laughs> first before he shifts it um, on the Instagram bio. <laughs> but I think that also kind of, like you said, I, I think the Casting Crown song, which I desperately cannot think of right now, and I love that one too. Um, where City it on says Hill. "City on a Hill," yeah, where I guess uh, I'll from memory, it that's just talking about unity, isn't that? Like we're just meant to be casting a light throughout. Is that is that what the emphasis of that song was? And then everyone... It's about that apart. scripture about being <coughs> a city on a hill. Yeah, being a lot. Uh, I'll, yeah. read, I'll read the lyrics I got here. It was the rhythm of the dancers that gave the poets life. It was the spirit of the poets that gave the soldiers strength to fight. It was the fire of the young ones. It was the wisdom of the old. It was the story of the poor man that needed to be told. Dude, what lines, eh? Dude. I think that the that's no coincidence that you've brought that up. The spirit up. of the poets that gave the soldiers strength to fight, bro. <laughs> we need to share that song again, those lyrics, because the preaching through and the thoughts through, at least through our church at the moment, are about unity, about um, one house, many rooms. But the emphasis is on, on unity when there's so much that's currently out there to disrupt churches and to tear us apart, to sow discord among the brethren, all those sorts of stuff where people coming in, like we have to be unified and the greater, the greater church where mm. the church is, I think the thing that stuck with me is the church is ginormous. The church isn't just whatever building we meet in. And then by that, even that image, we, we can be a city, like we can all be, City on a hill if we show ourselves unified. And I think a lot of it has to do with, honestly, like the the current events, obviously, with vaccinations and all sorts of stuff. Um, all sorts of things that the media is portraying as well. But that whole thing of bottom line is unity. I think if we're bringing down some some bottom lines here, the ones that I'm hearing are, are unity. And again, you know, the scripture unity where, where there's unity, like God commands a blessing. But yeah, unity and just like straight up, communication <laughs> like the the way that um i guess when we even when we're saying about our art and everything it's basically communicating a message like everything that we're doing yeah. our lives are communicating messages and so 
that's kind of what I'm getting from our chat here at the moment is it's all tying together that we just got to yeah. be super unified. We got to find our voice, communicate it effectively. And yeah, for sure. Shine that light, man. Deep stuff. I'd love to do a whole podcast on this next thing. I want to swing this to you. I want to ask you a question and I'd love to do a whole podcast on this because I've been craving this topic for a while. Okay. Because I'd love to hear even community thoughts. I don't know whether we'll have an Instagram page and whatnot, but I want to swing you this question with the whole idea of me and you, we're, we're both pretty driven people, um, don't like to waste time, don't like to, um, yeah, want to make sure we're using our lives intentionally. I want to ask you, I've been thinking about this recently and I want to get better at this. There's a bit of a conundrum when it comes to gaming and video gaming and the balance of, is it good use of time? Is it not? Um, And I've been thinking about it, man. A lot of my art that I was talking with my year 10 experience student this week about some games. And I think about some of the games that I've played through the years and I haven't played nearly as much since, um, since I've been taking my calling, (laughs) I guess, very seriously. I don't know whether it's a, whether I need to make more space for it though, is video games influence a lot of, a lot of art. Like video games is an art form because it's a, it's another reality. It's a fake, it's a, it's a created reality. We're creating our own worlds. Um, so I look at some of the games I've played through the years, man, like, oh, Halo, some of the worlds and the, the, the atmospheres that, um, is set there, the music that is used behind it. And I thought like two of the big, big series that stick with, stick out to me as games that I've really enjoyed that had a big impact on like how I, how I, um, on the storytelling and all that sort of thing. Um, Halo and Bioshock, man. The first Bioshock game, what a, what a, what an atmosphere, what a setting, mm-hmm. what a Apparently story, on Switch. what an experience, like what a, what a gameplay system, like everything about it was just like a masterpiece. Um, so I've been thinking about it recently and I feel like I haven't been, I haven't been learning enough in the gaming industry and I want to get back into gaming a bit more to to understand the art forms there and because it's the next medium of storytelling I mean if you think of it you have music then motion pictures became a thing in in like the 1900s in the in our century gaming is the thing and I feel like I've lost a little touch a little bit of um my grasp on gaming recently and it is the next thing since film and I haven't played enough. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. What are your thoughts on that? On this, dude? Like, I'd All like right. to hear your thoughts on this. I have no. And I'd love to do a thoughts. whole podcast on this because I just want to talk gaming. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. yeah I think long. we should have another. Yeah, we should definitely do another one. But I'll just condense what's in my head as you're talking. So, last night, Annie and I went on a date, which was beautiful, and we watched uh, Free Guy, so movie by Ryan with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I don't want to spoil if you haven't seen it, but it was basically yeah. about. It's like a Truman Show except it's a video game basically. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the concept and it's, it's amazing. So all of the pop culture references, it could be one of those movies that you look at in 20, 30 years time and go, that was representative of 2020 of this, (laughs) this, this time in, in history because it was so accurate in terms of what people do. 
there was streamers involved. There was, and the, and I'm going to say the second point rolling onto that was I've had this thought many times recently where when I was in high school, I was always wondering, this is mid 2000s, because I loved video games, you do too. I was always pushing you off the Xbox, making sure that you only got 30 <laughs> minutes and I got two hours. So anyways. <laughs> Good old Sunday thing. gaming sessions. <laughs> I'll have two hours. You have the last half an hour. <laughs> oh, Very man, fair. This, is, this is its own podcast, dude. But uh, <laughs> I remember thinking back then, man, it would be really cool if, if one day people competed, you know? And then mm. lo and behold, the early attempts at... at when you hear of names like Fatality and mm. the very first people who pioneered esports, and then now mm. it's 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 an it's it's there. It esports are there. They're on ESPN. They're worldwide. There's millions of dollars of cash prizes. There's it's a thing, and it's now mm. it's now legitimate. So it is ingrained in culture. Twitch is just as as strong as YouTube in terms of what it is as a, a entertainment platform. People love watching yeah. love people playing games. I think it's it's. It's a thing, and I love I love that I grew up loving video games like you did to actually relate to the culture. And mm. in fact, even you know, we know between the two thousand plus hours each we've spent on Dota, <laughs> and in <a laughs> my high school, where did my high school go? <laughs> and and one hour before this podcast, actually thirty minutes before this podcast, I was chipping away at my Animal Crossing island. So, um, oh, for really, still going? Oh, I, I picked it up again. How's the island looking, dude? Look. I, Man, I've, I gave up on mine about a month in. Yeah, look, I've You're been still it's going. Been about six months of this year. I kind of left it. Like all the villagers were kind of going. I haven't talked to you in three months. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hit, them with, hit them with my net. But I, um, <laughs> I've kind of decided to just chip away at it again as a, like a little, little, just you know, ten minutes here and there, and just doing a thing. And then I've also been playing, like you said, I've I did get the Bioshock um, remastered <sighs> on Switch. Nice. And Mass Effect, Bro, I'm Mass Effect Legendary Collection on the PS4, which I've been chipping away at, because I wanted to remember why those games were so great. Why yeah. they're, they're my favorites, like Mass Effect Two, was one of my yeah. favorite games, and I want I'm trying to remember why they were so Last great, as well as Bro, as well as for me, for me personally, it is one of the and Annie knows this is one of the only ways that I actually currently feel like I can build extra margin into my week to feel like I can detach. I have an active mind. So for me, like mm. I, I know it's, it's important to have solitude and sitting down. I understand. When I'm at home, I need to like play a game in order to not and get immersed in it in order to not think about work or think about this. Do and you that. reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon it's a reflection of God's image in us in that, in in the same way that He created <coughs> the heavens and the earth, we want to create worlds ourselves do you reckon that's what this is what you know gaming is i don't remember if it was me or if it was annie no it must have been annie last night where she said something i don't know who it was it was only me or annie (laughs) it was either one of us and i'm pretty sure it's annie where she said doesn't it seem that something like i don't want to paraphrase it but some doesn't it seem that us creating people creating video games is like god's creativity like we're creating yeah our own worlds and that's yeah. what god Bro. did with us like it, it's a reflection like it's a reflection of of his creativity within us that we Bro. have this this just this tiny glimpse of an idea our of what next it's like episode to create needs our, to be a deep dive on gaming please yes. yep all right let's park the thought for a little bit uh definitely let's make the next one about it because I, it's relevant i'm not i'm not an ad yeah. like 
like to be honest, yesterday I picked up Mass Effect for about 15 minutes while prepping to go out for the date night. And the fir- and I keep thinking every week, uh, including today, I'm like, I'm going to make sure I play an hour just to just to. And the last time I'd played it before then was a month. So it went really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to- that much time myself to, to be investing, <laughs> but I think it's its own topic. I think it's a very valid topic. I think that um, it is one of those things that it is cultural. It is huge. Mm. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't. It's one of those things at this point in time. I don't know how you get Christian culture into video games, just right now. Yeah, I don't know. I how. was trying to think of it as well. Like, it's tough. It'd be a tough one, but I think, I think even just like, just from a an artist's standpoint, just learn, just learning more art through game gaming. Like it's it's yeah. a new art form, and it really is that like we're creating our own worlds. And it's a reflection of how it is a re- reflection of the creator's fingerprint on us. I it must be. Bro, Dude, I'm so ready. I'm gonna go install Bioshock two again. I, I haven't finished <laughs> that one, so I'm about so to do that straight after this. Some of the storytelling, some of the storytelling, and you know, I guess this is us just being real. I don't know. We're people. We're not not perfect beings. Like some of the games that we play probably aren't the best reflection, but I get immersed into them because of the way that the amazing storytelling, the absolutely unreal storytelling that and gets it, brought through it, those games. It, it's kind of amazing as well how the reflection of what we look for most in a video game or in a film is the redemption arc, which yeah. is reflective of what we look for most in our personal lives, which is it, the redemption arc of Jesus Christ coming into our like even that is a reflection of what we ser- search for most in life when we create these games I look at all the greatest games there's an amazing redemption arc and even that is just a reflection of the it, personal searching for redemption in our own lives brah this is a whole topic. this is a whole topic but even from this again for anyone listening we have not preconceived these topics that's just what we're talking about right now but you think about Games are either known for, for storytelling, so like you said, redemption arc stuff, like following someone else's story or living and then escaping into another reality or seeing mm. another reality, but then also multiplayer games where the where the reward is being the best or to win, to be ranked high, to be master prestige, mm. to be, you know, whatever it is, to have the skin, to acquire, <coughs> to have... It's got all of, honestly, video gaming culture and video games have... Have absolutely dominated Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and if not, if not added more layers onto the onto the hierarchy of people's needs, all the things up to, to self actualization, Maslow, all the way up needs. to like self actualization, and all these things that people th- feel and they feel like they they can live their own lives in a video game because it actually mm. fulfills needs so much. I think it's just like. Yikes! It is its own topic. We should definitely mm. unpack it. In fact, the only Christian video game that's coming tomorrow right now you you won't remember this. It was a CD-ROM of Noah's Ark that I can remember. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Iconic. I remember, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Windows bro. 95. <laughs> Legendary, bro. The last Christian game I played was a couple of weeks ago. Halo Reach, bro. Got the uh, got the Ark of the, the Ark and the Covenant, bro. Mate. That's, all, that's Christian right there, bro. Undertones. There's a lot of symbology in, in Halo towards. Christianity actually, a lot of lot of symbology, and even just in the titles and, and the names and things, bro. What a, what a topic. Let's dive into that next time, mate. Yes. All right. It's on the list. And and speaking of of 
on topics and lists and this has nothing to do with that, but we're coming on to an hour. So I feel like we should, we should probably wrap up. Wrap and, her uh, up. Yeah. Cook some dinner. And I'll go dive into some Halo Reach, I think. I still Wait, haven't finished it? that, but I booted up the Master Chief collection the other day and I didn't realize that they added it on. Must have, must have been in my four year hiatus. Is that what you, how you pronounce it? Hiatus? Yeah. It's a hiatus. From, from a gaming. Uh, <laughs> a sabbatical. Yeah. There's been some time, so I'll, I kind of want to make that a priority again in my life. I've been thinking in the last two weeks, so just like getting some good gaming time in there again. I've been missing call it, it research, man. Just call it call it research. No, it's it's art, bro. It's art, man. It's art. I gotta learn. I gotta learn the ways of art. No, and All right, it, so it is like oh, bro. Anyways, we I'll are gonna my unpack there this. We'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah. Now we will unpack this properly in another podcast. But what game are you gonna go play? Are you gonna play Halo Reach? Halo Reach, I reckon. I I've been craving, man. I, I I played a little bit two weeks ago. I finished like the first two missions, but I haven't touched it since. So I think I'm gonna go back. And there's there was another game that um that I um got introduced to recently. It's called Amori. Um, I downloaded Ooh. it on Steam. I did like I've done 15 minutes one day this week, 15 minutes another night. Like <laughs> I've been like my my alarms. Uh, like I set my alarm at 6 a.m. because I want to try. Uh, like it's a little early for myself anyway but um i've been sleeping on average after midnight at some point so i try i've tried to squeeze it in like and it's like within from like 11 o'clock i'm doing like planning and then tried throwing in like 15 minutes here one of the other days did some planning through in 15 minutes after so i've been finding the wackiest times to try to fit in some gaming but the game's called amori how do you spell it very interesting um themes of like O-M-O-R-I but I, like I love it and I love to know what these what these things are it's such an interesting um, wow. such an interesting concept um, I haven't gone too far but it, it ha- features like heavy um, concepts heavy um, themes on anxiety depression um, just like dream world reality it's a psychological horror game um, but it's it's like a but like if you think of Pokemon and like Zelda yeah. games like where it's like the 2D um, I don't know what you call it but it's a RPG I think yep it um, is yeah yeah but it, it's really interesting man like I played half an hour and it's already like giving me the spooks bro but pretty cool one of the games Amori. that I'll I'll check it out as well one of the games that I've my favorite one of my favorite games of last year I went maybe the year before but when I played it last year it's on Switch I don't know if you still have a Switch there. Um, yeah, it's called Celeste. Can you send me uh, the oh Celeste? Yeah, yeah. I've been playing uh, this year. I, I did like a couple of days where I tried playing it. These are yeah, on my like I've my tried to here and there personal. to get into it, but it's in my personal top it's ten. It's pretty, and, and the um the themes about kind of depression and stuff are also within it. It's so interesting, so fascinating. True, true. I haven't gone too far, so I don't know how f- where the themes take it, but. Also, on the topic of the Switch, bro, one of the games that I, I... I never finish games, dude. I always try and then I tell myself I'm wasting time. But the Breath of the Wild, dude, can you ship that off to me, bro? Sure. I want to finish it, bro. I, I remember putting in like 10 hours like in the holidays. Or was it before the Israel trip? I think yeah. I put like 10 hours in and then I Remind kind of me. left it. So I'll bring it, I'll bring it up to Rocky. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Hey, we should do a... Pod- That'd be mad. Uh, I- yeah, we should do a podcast while we're... While yeah, we're podcast in real life, yeah. There we go. Let's do it. All right. That might be the next one. Keen as. Might actually be local. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, I'm going to let us uh, wrap this up. 
and then we'll talk on the next one, I guess. Sounds good. That was a long one. Well, all of them have been long, but this one's cracked the hour mark, eh? <laughs> good times, though. Goes quick. Yeah. Anyways, good chance. Hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Likewise, I will enjoy playing Halo Reach. All right, man. We'll talk to each other soon. Catch you later, Mr. Bob.